So it's not just Squid Games. So I'm sure everybody's heard of Squid Games. I watched the show. This is like a game show version of it. They're not like killing people, obviously. <laughs> they have. Call so me back when they this are. Sounds, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Stay Rooted with your instant mom friends, Stephanie and Lauren. We're hosting the mom support group you'd never attend IRL. Hello, everybody. Here we are again. It's us again, still. <laughs> still December. Still rooted. <laughs> still rooted. Um, so I've been watching a new show. What are you watching? Oh, wait, we should say something about Hanukkah. Oh, my God. I was I was upset with us because we said, we said, we said last bits and pieces. So we're recording a little ahead of time, and I wanted to recognize Hanukkah and wish everybody a happy Hanukkah and we kind of miss that so by now Hanukkah has ended last night so if you do celebrate I hope you had a really beautiful holiday yes, we hope you had a wonderful and I'm holiday. sure that we had dominoes and we lit the candles in the way that would make the Maccabees and the Maccabees proud I'm sure I'm sure I've been gatekeeping I'm gonna say it now because they'll have worn it by the time it comes out but my older sister sent this freaking dope sweatshirt for the kids for Hanukkah so it's literally <laughs> these matching sweatshirts with already I love because I love a matching moment yeah and it's just the Rugrats sitting on the ground spinning dreidels stop it's it. literally a Rugrats Hanukkah sweatshirt I don't know where she found it probably Target I but love that it, I am very excited they, Target does very have excited. Um, Nickelodeon merch I love so she might have gotten it there. she's a Target girly she was getting her pretzels but happy Hanukkah everybody <laughs> happy Hanukkah we're burning our uh, ghosty menorah as we speak <laughs> <laughs> Our color changing goes yes. to Menorah. He's very spiritual. Um, so I was watching a show. Oh. Not on the topic of that. Oh. But I am starting another new show. What is it? <laughs> because The Golden Bachelor's over. It is. He picks Teresa. And honestly, I was thinking about the night that I went and watched um, The Golden <laughs> Bachelor with you and your husband and you guys with your competitive spirit. Like Who we started we, we started watching and you two just like jumped on a character and I was yes. just like, I'll take Crazy Teresa. I'll take and, and look at and look where she got you. It's like the tortoise in the hair. It is the the tortoise has prevailed. He picked <laughs> the craziest one. He did, and he's gonna have a fun, crazy life. That Gary, he, <laughs> I'm happy for him. He's gonna get all the shades of Teresa. Absolutely. But yeah, so that's over. So now I had to fill like that, like I. I call it like my daytime show, right? Yes. Like the show that's just on in the background so that you're not alone with your own thoughts. Exactly. While you clean and fold laundry and just live about. But like you tell your kids like, you can't always be watching your show, yeah. but then you always then have you're a like, show on. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a grown up. So for my background noise choice, next. But I always, you know, I got to get sucked in first. Yes. Prove it. My girl, Paris. Ooh. So Paris... Oh, your girl. Paris Hilton. Yes. Yes. An heiress. An heiress. <laughs> so if you know. If you, <laughs> and if you don't, go back and listen to Lauren's About Me episode and yes. then you'll know. Yes. Because I, I truly. I might have chose the wrong course. <laughs> I, I was truly aspirational towards, towards being Paris Hilton. Yeah. And I've just always been fascinated with her. And I feel as though she really. 
Um, I recently remembered that she invented the selfie. No, she didn't. Yeah. Really? She's a true pioneer. Oh, my God. An entrepreneur. So, so I just... <laughs> I wonder if she like branded and marketed it. I know. I hope so. <laughs> so we love that. But she's she's got a show on, on Hulu. And I just feel like watching her has been really fascinating because she is a, a ridiculously rich person. Like yeah. to the point that like she's out of touch with real life. Of course. Like like Britney Spears is out of touch with real life. But maybe for other reasons maybe. as well. <laughs> maybe it's not just because of the money. We're not going to group them in together. No. But <laughs> My but, <laughs> but I would also say that Paris is out of touch with real life because of her money. Mm-hmm. And she I feel like she, after the simple life, has made that abundantly clear that like she knows that she's out of touch with real life. Right. And I like one thing about me is that like I love a rich person problem. Yeah. Like it- I feel as though, like, oh, my goodness, like, she doesn't know what it's like to, like, look at the maple syrup and be like, "Ah, I'll put it in my coffee one more day. Like, I don't (laughs) want to buy sugar. The island she wanted to buy was already bought. You know? Yes. We can laugh about that. Yes. But she honestly, she has, like, these really light, rich people problems. (laughs) And, like, you watch her and you're like, what a silly girl. But then, like... Some of the things she says, you're like, this is actually very, very sad that somebody can become such a public figure Mm -hmm. that they're like out of touch with the human experience, which robs them of something that like it's super corny to say, but like money cannot buy. A hundred percent. So Paris has a series called Paris in Love. Oh, she married a gentleman named Carter. I fucking love Carter. Because he's just, like, not what you'd think Paris Hilton would marry. I love it already. I don't even know what he does. I should have probably, like, done a little background on him before presenting this to the group. But but he's just, like, a down-to-earth dude. Just, like, doesn't look like anything special. But just, like, really, like, level-headed. And you can just tell, like, they're moving. And he has, like, two suitcases worth of things, I think. And, like, like, a couple of boxes. She has eight trucks of clothing and like she's riding on this motorized like she's riding on this motorized luggage and Paris she's riding around Parising. the whole house and she's like it's just so fun to do this and he's like he comes in and he's like I know you love your motorized scooter and it is really cool but could you just organize anything and we're yeah. like and you just you you see those little glimpses of her being human yeah but then there's like this so there's the sad shit that she says that you're like, oh, my God. You feel like almost like she's like she's like circus animal famous. Right. Like she doesn't like, even get. She can't even pretend to understand. She lives behind a glass. So yeah. she had a baby. He did. And she's having another baby, right? So I don't know if she's having another baby. I think, Maybe. She might, I think she's having so this another is, baby. This is season two that I'm watching. And honestly, I don't even think I watched season one. But I get enough. <laughs> I get the context. So I'm watching season two. So it's about her journey. So she actually has, she had Phoenix, who's her son. Yeah. That the internet came after because he has a, he's a baby with a big head. So what? He has a big head. What a crime. So she actually had him so via, via surrogacy. Okay. And I she, did read that actually. So she talks about it and she talks about like she literally chose 
like IVF and surrogacy was a choice that she came to. Mm -hmm. And people will have speculations about like body and work and all of that. But she just said like her life is so public Mm -hmm. and so many like bad things have happened to her because of that. That, like, she truly felt like she was losing out. Like, she said, I I feel like I'm losing out on, like, having a baby in my tummy and feeling that and all of that. Yeah. And, but she said, like, her life is so public that, like, she was willing to lose out on that experience. To, like, have more of a security. And once again, that is a rich person problem. Yes. She made a choice. That is something that, you know, people that deal with fertility issues and don't have that funding, she has that money at her disposal. Right. Like, it ain't a thing. You're like, whatever. That's like her going to probably Starbucks. Exactly. For her, it's not a big deal. And she has the time and the resources and the support to do that. Great. But I do feel like to put yourself in her shoes and to think like, She is so out of touch with the human experience that she's worried to be pregnant in the public eye. It just made me feel really sad. Sad. And it made me. That's what I was going to say too. It made me think that, like, there's so many people that utilize so many different ways to become a parent. Mm -hmm. So many different ways. And it's always your choice. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not always your choice to not have them on your own. Right. That's not usually your choice. No, it's not. But she made that her choice and it felt it felt extra sad. And I don't know. I was just like I was kind of bummed out for her. And then then boom, she did a true like she did a true (laughs) parasultan move. And she just started like she started normalizing IVF. She was like, you know what? You're also going to watch me inject my belly a whole bunch. And I thought that was great for all the girlies that do suffer loss and infertility and are struggling with that. And nobody shows that side. And you see that more on the internet now too, of people saying, yeah, this is a beautiful journey, but like, look at what it took for me to, to get to this point. So for her to put that in the public eye and be willing to say, yes, this is something that I chose because of the way that my life is, but this is a hard choice. Like I have to show up every day and I am also making the sacrifices that I'm able to make, you know, for this to be a thing. So I just, I really, I really loved that. That was that, that was like, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. all right. And then she really got me colorful track suits. Oh my God. (laughs) They're back. They're back. She says they're back and I believe her. Anything she says has to be true. She says her favorite trend is 2000s, um, colorful tracksuits. Which is so Paraselton. So Paraselton. With the little, like, rhinestones. Yeah, you know the ones. Of course I do. And when you're watching her in that scene, you're watching her with, like, this beautiful setup marketing team and the whole thing, and they're actively moving. And, like, if you want to feel... If you want to feel like everybody's human, like watch Paris Hilton's moving process because I'm sure she has probably like a team of movers. But guess what? What? Just as many open Rubbermaid bins in her hallway as anybody else's when they're moving. I love to see that. Yeah. It doesn't matter Normalize what team you have. having totes everywhere. Yeah. Of like just like like different and like it was funny too because – you know, when you have a tote that's a different size, so then you just start, like, stacking them back and forth yes. like they're Tetris pieces. Yeah, of course. There was just a hallway shot, and there was just, like, multiple piles of those. And I was like, honestly, I've never related to Paris Hilton yeah, more this than this the time that I've, I, felt closest, I felt closest to this woman. And then 
I felt as though you would be close to her in the next <laughs> the next pivot. Was she of having our an journey. anxiety attack? <laughs> so she did have a bit of a mental breakdown, <laughs> and it's not going to be about what you think it's going to be. What's it about? So she very casually. So there's just like always these people around because she's like that famous that like she just has babysitters that do right. all of the things for her, and. There's this woman that she's speaking with that's, like, taking care of her dogs. And, like, if you know Paris Hilton, then you know that she – I don't even think you have to know her that well to know that she always, like, has dogs. Yeah, and, she and they has have, like, like, a house. And they have a puppy mansion. Yeah. But it's a lot of dogs. Yes. Like, it's, it's a number of dogs. Yes, I'm familiar with that. So her husband, like, Carter, resident normal dude, <laughs> let the dog out in the morning. And this is Diamond, Diamond Baby. Diamond Baby. <laughs> And this is oh her dog. Like, this is her dog. Like, this is her chihuahua. Like, they <laughs> are. Be- I knew it was a chihuahua before you even said it. Loses her shit. Oh, no. Lose- Did Can't- they lose the dog? So she very casually brings up that there's just, like, a coyote issue in this neighborhood. And, like, she can't wait to move because there's a coyote issue. And, like, oh, no. coyotes have murdered a bunch of her dogs. And I'm just Stop. like. Like Paris Hilton, you are definitely famous enough for coyotes to just not be a problem You're for you. Like definitely could fence in that yard, Paris. <laughs> right? Like I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know, Paris. Like, I guess Paris Hilton's, you know, strong, but nature's stronger. <laughs> oh my god! So she's talking about this. Then we find out the diamond baby's missing. So she does. What any unhinged individual will do, and you can support this because I know that you just went through this in a similar fashion. She she thinks that she lost her animal. <laughs> she knows that she lost her animal. And she just walks outside and she just starts screaming their name. <laughs> like, unhinged. Diamond baby! Like, she's just unhinged. She's, like, in this ridiculous, like, pink tracksuit, like, skirt, high heels. It's just me in a robe, and though. she's just screaming. And I was just, like, another, like, super. Yeah, like, it's tough. Yeah, you're it's like, no, nope, she is human after yeah. all. She's not a robot person. I've been there and I'll be there again. Like, you know this about me. And then her. I guess I have a little Paris in me, too. Pan to Carter. Oh we all married a Carter. He comes out and he's like, Paris, you yelling her name is not going to help. Like, you just Literally. yelling her name is not going to help. Like, we need to get on social media. Like, he just starts being really logistical and she looks at him and she's like, but she might hear me and hear how upset I am. Why and am I Carter me? and Paris though? Because I'm like drafting the Facebook post as I'm like shaking her wet food in the trail. You know, like I hope the little fox didn't get her. Yeah, and it was just it was like a really like it was just it was it was funny. I don't know if they find Diamond Baby. I oh haven't my God. watched the next what episode yet. I mean, I don't think it's a cliffhanger. I think this literally happened last year, but because oh it's a new God. season, but it's pre-recorded. Well, but I guess I know we're a little late, but we're all hoping for the best for Diamond Baby. I think that's safe to say. Truly. And it was really <laughs> like, I don't know. It was nostalgic in like a pop culture way to watch Paris Hilton. Like, yeah, but like where she is now. Watch where she's at and like see that like she's she's grown as a person and she's so open about her mental health because she 
was somebody that I think masked because it was like a status quo, you know, you were. Yeah, and it was like her personality. Yeah, and then they're like, this is who you are. Go be that person. She was like an Go be the party girl. Before and... that was even a word. Yeah, remember those skirts she used to wear that like they were not even skirts. They were like handkerchiefs. Yeah, they were like belts. <laughs> but but now as you see her grow, she's like, no, that was actually really damaging like to my soul. And like my yeah. mom doesn't listen to me. And like she talks so openly about how unheard she feels and mm -hmm. you're like this is a this is a person that's held on like the highest of pedestals yeah and still doesn't feel validated and heard so somewhere along the line you have to say that's gonna start you in in here yeah, in the exactly. chest cavity absolutely um before it's gonna get anywhere else because you can literally be someone that paparazzi follows all day long and feel lonely yeah. so i felt like it's something that I'm probably going to abandon eventually, but right now I'm living in a right very. Now you're into it. I'm a little heiress baby with Ooh, Paris. I, I hope she finds Diamond Baby. I haven't been watching things on Paris Hilton. What I've been watching is the new Squid Game. Well, so it's not just Squid Game. So I'm sure everybody's heard of Squid Games. I watched the show. This is like a game show version of it. They're not like killing people, obviously. <laughs> they have. Call so, me back when they this are. Sounds, <laughs> no. This is no. so weird. So Luke, <laughs> Luke never watched Squid Games, but he's Why watching not? the show with How? me. I have no because I probably was left alone for like three hours and binge watched. I literally, it alone. I literally avoid like all current events, and I'm like, "How have you missed Squid Games?" But so it, he he it avoided seems... it. But we're watching this game show now, and they pretty much do like all of the challenges that they had to do on it. And then there's a few like added ones. So it's very entertaining, but instead of getting like shot, they're getting, they have these little ink pad things on them. So, but this is the funniest part, Lauren, is so like the first game is like the first game from Squid Games. Like it looks identical to the set. For all I know, it is the set. It kind of freaks me out. Red and it's light, that red green light, green light. It's Ugh. the whole thing, right? It looks identical. They're wearing the track suits like, this is some wild, like I've never watched reality TV like this. And so <laughs> when they start running, you know, if someone moves, they get caught. And so what happens is their ink pad goes off, but that's not all. They must have been told that they have to like close their eyes and like fall to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> And they have to fake their death. They literally, and it's so funny. It's so funny. It's like, I don't know how to explain it, but this show, you don't even have to have had watched it. But if you did watch like regular Squid Games, please go watch this game show. I think like the finale very recently came out and Luke and I haven't watched it yet, but we are like fully invested into this show. Like it has us like wrapped around its finger right now. Um, and other than that, I've really just been watching still old seasons of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> She's a surgeon. She's I, in like, her residency. I literally, like, today Christina was doing some, like, very <laughs> impressive cardio surgery. And I was like, yeah, Christina, I you know what you're talking you about. You scrubbed in. <laughs> I scrubbed in. My, I was walking into my bedroom with my hands up. I'm like, I know all, all about this. Um, but when you were just talking about the animals and running around and all of those things. I, it's not a bits and pieces if I don't bring up my chickens. Like we know that they are a very prominent side character in, in our podcast. And Luke and I have decided that my six girls, my golden girls 
are the luckiest chickens <laughs> still alive because like you know and like you've mentioned, I have been very like grounded with my chickens. Laxadaisical. Laxadaisical. They are free range. <laughs> Free range, free, like they range, okay? And I live by the woods and there are predators. We so know. <laughs> the other night, four chickens come home and usually by dark, they come home and I can't just leave the coop open because I don't want to leave the other girlies open up, you know, I want to lock them up safe. So I, I close the coop, I'm kind of bummed about it, but I leave like the gated part open outside of it. So if they come in, they can kind of tuck in that area and I come out in the morning, I open them up. The other two girls haven't come back, but there's four chickens. So they run out and I'm like, shit. I'm like, damn, I wonder if like something happened to them. Like, I don't know. And then like 20 minutes later, Luke comes home from the gym and he obviously knows that like there's only four chickens and he comes out and he goes, there are six chickens out in the yard right now. I was like, you are shitting me They're right now. They're cloning each other. He goes, they are <laughs> literally... The luckiest, like, life cannot keep these girls down. Life comes at them and they come back at life. They're like, not us. Not, not us. They are truly, like, what resilient And honestly, creatures. like, I know that you live, like, in a rural setting, but you live, like, on a busy road. It's very, like, contradictory. Like, if you look at three sides of my house, you're like, she doesn't even have a neighbor. Do you think they've crossed the street? I don't think my chickens cross the road. What I think <laughs> they do is they go into the woods and they go around my block, um, but they don't go across because I think they look and they're like, yeah, we don't want any part of that. I worry about running them over every single time I'm If there. you pull into my house, just like look out because they're out there and they want to run up to you like a dog because that is yeah, how I like, raise them. Running over an animal is on my top five fears. Yeah, well, of driving. I hope that <laughs> just of driving. I hope that never comes true for you. But I have a question for you. Have I'll you, answer it. Have you heard the concept of everybody? I think I'm probably the Gen Zs said it. Everybody either resembles a rat or a frog. Everybody's a rat or a frog in no. life. Everybody no. that you know is a rat or a frog. This is my first time hearing this. So like, I'm a rat. Okay, like if I'm a rat or a frog, I think I'm a rat. Okay. Lukey, a frog. Okay, It's yeah. like his eyes, you know, yeah. his mouth even. Yeah. Luke, a rat. Yeah. You know, Nora, a rat. Yes. So like, okay, give me your family. Are you guys rats? Or are you frogs? Lasky's a frog. Lasky's a frog, for sure. Lennon, I think, is a rat. Yeah. Kenny's a rat. Kenny's a rat. Am I a frog? I think you're a rat. I'm a rat frog. I think your mouth makes you a frat. I don't know. But I've been so yeah, fascinated by this. Yeah, my teeth make me a rat. And I think, yes, your mouth gives more rat. And I think it's like the nose and the mouth or the eyes. Because Says who? Who decided this? Gen Z. Is this... <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm obsessed. Like enough, my dad. said. My dad frog. My mom rat. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody's a frog or a rat. Okay. So just Fair. look around at everybody and decide and like tell them you're a frog. You're a rat. But yeah. It's going to be my first thing I say to people. Absolutely. And then if it gets past that, it gets past that. If it gets past I honestly that, have not heard of that, but now it's all I'm going to think about. I hope so. so thank you so much. Everybody's a, rock um, or a rat. On the topic <laughs> of not that... <laughs> I'm a rat. You're On a rat. the topic of not me being a rat, 
Um, where are my microwave girlies? Ooh. And I mean, like, I'm a microwave girly in the way that, like, I've mostly switched everything to my air fryer. Yes. But, like, I have a nice microwave. I have a microwave that, like, is fitted into the into the cabinets. You're not afraid to use it. I'm not afraid to. It's literally a part of my cabinets. Yes. I have to use you it. You have to use it. And there are just certain things that I have not learned to air fry, like soup. Like, yeah. you can't air fry <laughs> soup. So... Not like, yet. So you're not obsolete yet, microwave. So uh, today I'm like, I'm really respecting myself in a slow down era kind of way because yeah. like I was today years old, like, no, I've, I'm about a week in of using the buttons properly on my microwave. Which ones? Not the add 30 seconds button. <laughs> All the other ones. All the other. Like, I'll use so, like, like popcorn. I've never used any of them. Are well, you serious? So I used the popcorn, but Kenny's always like, the popcorn button's wrong. And I'm yeah, like, you so have then, to listen. So then I just mistrust every other button. <laughs> like I was like, if the popcorn like, button's it's wrong, useless. they're all wrong. Yeah. So I just always like hit stop and then I just violently add 30 seconds and I just keep checking it. Yes. Well, do you know there is a reheat, there is a cook there I is do. a soften and melt button on okay, mine. Okay, I've never seen those. I'm like so fancy. And I'm I've over never. here just recklessly adding 30 minutes. Like you I mean 30 seconds Like rather. you don't have a nice microwave. Like I don't have a nice microwave. And I feel as though like up from like the actual dial one, like most of them have these buttons. Yeah. So like but I. Like you're not looking that closely probably. You're like add 30. And for some reason in my brain, like I just thought that the buttons meant like there was a certain like pre-registered amount of time. Time. But my husband was like, oh no. There's functions. There's functions. There's different wattage. And I was like, you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. So I used the soup button so today. You're spreading awareness. I'm spreading awareness that if you hit that soup button, what it do? You know how like your microwave safe bowls are always like hot as shit. Yeah, no matter like, are what. You sure? And then like the, the content sure? is like cold. Yeah. If you hit that soup no. and sauce button, Don't tell me, Lauren. The freaking bowl is not hot. Shut up. And the content is warm. Is warm. Shut the fuck up. I'm like, did they invent this for a reason? If I go home and I don't have a soup button on my <laughs> microwave, I'm throwing it the fuck out. Did they out. label it soup because it warms the soup? And not the bowl? And would I have noticed if I didn't take the time to slow down? <laughs> to and slow really, down. it slowed down when and really read that really confusing menu at the bottom of your door and your, no, your microwave. No, don't make me read it. Well, let me tell you, mine is number two for soup, and I am going to utilize now it you're more a number often. Two girly. I'm a number two girly, and I will figure out a way to air fry soup eventually. But for now. For now, you've got me microwave. <laughs> They've got you for sure. <laughs> and I forgot to say one thing officially. I would like to add a glittered chicken <laughs> to <laughs> a, a glitter um, a to chicken your flash tattoo to my, to my funeral. Flash oh my tattoos. goodness! How did I know where you, you were knew, going with that? You knew, like you know what you see it. Right? You've opened up a second session date. After yes, your I'm funeral. adding. A, I'm adding. Um, the after party will be held at the VFW, and they will give. Um, it's a container of glitter or a chicken or, or a container. No, it's of like glitter. you know those little sparkly emoji around the chicken. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a sparkly chicken. Because that, if not, 
if that's not my legacy, then what is? Glittery chicken. Glittery chicken. So I just wanted to have that on record because I feel as though this podcast is also my living will. So I just wanted to put that on here. Um, they will have to re-listen to me. I did the oranges. I did. I baked oh, oranges. So I didn't. They came out good. There's room for improvement. But I will say like cute. I Cute. will say I recommend. Yes. Where did you string them? So these ones, I want to do a little bit I saw with like oranges and pine on it, but I like didn't have the time. Can you believe it to go forage the pine? To clip the pine? To clip the, Get to find my shears. Make like I, the time. You know, so I said, you know, these I'll just throw on some twine and I started to hang them from my kitchen and then I stopped. So if you walk into my kitchen right now, there's just a line hanging down my sink of like oranges in a string but like I did start I did start the oranges and I I think that they're very cute and they feel cool like they feel like these crispy little are they giving off a scent or no if you smell them very closely there's a faint smell but they're so dehydrated okay they don't have a bad smell at all but like they're not super aromatic you know I haven't done it and I'm probably not going to it's okay but I, I love that you followed to make through. you one and then I forgot um, that's fine. <laughs> you that's know, fine too. I don't want one. You know what? My couch is like. You ever feel like your couch is the zombie apocalypse, but instead of like zombies, it's just your kids climbing over you while you try to catch up with your husband after work. Yeah, and because nobody's talking to you, but everyone's talking at, at you. you. It's like yeah. that's four to six p.m. Right? Oh yeah, that's every a window. Yeah. Like the other night, I realized Luke and I were like having a full conversation, and Lukey was straight up on my head, and like nobody was flinching, and Lukey has been a special brand of like pushing some buttons lately he's been donning hard in one of his classic moves lately so if you have seen lukey in the last three or so months all of a sudden his arms and legs have doubled in length and yeah. he is all limb he's a lanky boy he's a lanky boy and he has reach and he knows it and if there's one thing about lukey he loves the peanut butter and jelly that is his mo and the thing about a peanut butter and jelly is that those ingredients he knows what makes a peanut butter and jelly. Like he's gathered the data. So in the morning now, you know, he's running around downstairs. We're all getting stuff ready. And Lukey will just walk over to you holding peanut butter and jelly in both arms. Like, are you going to fight me on this? Or are you going to make me a PB&J for breakfast? But it's gotten to this aggressive point where we're like, Lukey, we can't just eat peanut butter and jelly for every single meal. Yeah. And so like you're trying to take it away and put like the jelly back in the fridge. This boy with these arms will swipe these things as if he is like, I don't know, football like positions that well but i know there's someone that grabs the ball and runs for their life and that is my son grabbing the jelly and running for the fucking living room and what he plans to do when he gets in there you know it's what he does seeker. he's the seeker <laughs> he's the seeker the youngest of his time he pops that lid open and he just starts licking it out of the bottle. Oh my goodness. He is savage. A deconstructed PB&J. He'll take what he can get and he will run with it. So like do not, do not leave your snacks around him and do not leave your peanut butter and jelly around him. I don't know if it's a Donnie thing or a second <laughs> child thing, but Alaska has become very self-sufficient in gathering her snacks and what she wants to eat. And her new thing, which... It's probably the last straw before we have to move the snack cabinet that I've built. 
that I've uh, built my whole life around. I know. It sucks. <laughs> but um, but she now will take out, like, say she'll take out, like, a Nutri-Grain bar or a package of peanut butter and crackers. Yes. And she'll just start chewing on it from the outside. Yeah. They're like, either you open it or I'm eating the package it <laughs> came in and you decide. And it's really like, it's just an, an you know, it attests to their dawniness that you're 100%. like, you would thrive. You would thrive as a they wild animal. A You'd find a way. You would adapt. The speed at which, like, so to give you like a peek into Lasky in like two and a half, three years, now Luki is so swift and so strong that he can, within maybe a half of a second, grab a Rice Krispie treat from the snack cabinet, pop that thing open, toss the wrapper behind him, and dash. <laughs> Everything's the dash. We call it the PB&J dash, the Rice Krispie dash. He takes a bottle of ketchup, and he dashes, and he's like, I'll get three licks before you catch me. <laughs> and it's so aggressive, and like... I had Luki's parent-teacher conference a few days ago, and I'm talking to his teacher, and everything's going well, and her and I have a good relationship, so I know a lot of where he's at, but we've just recently started trying him with some school lunches of foods that he might like because it's hard packing lunch for two kids every day. Ugh, I'm preach. tired of it. So like there was mozzarella sticks the other day and he's Donnie's a fan of the mozzarella sticks. So we're like, let's try it. And we're talking to his teacher and all of a sudden his like TA turns around cause she was like at the desk doing some, some work. I'm not really sure what she was doing. And she goes, yeah, he just kind of started like eating it with the fork today. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he does that. And it is hard to watch. Like <laughs> it is very hard to watch. And if you let him, he will scoop it out with his hand. Oh so goodness. that's one thing about him. Yeah, I do feel as though um, when it comes to eating, there is nothing there is nothing that will stop Alaska. No. Um, and the thing about her is that she's really only quiet when she's eating. So she does this new thing that when we walk around the house, she repetitively says, mom, 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 if we're not chatting, which, yeah. which chatting with a baby and, and chatting with even chatting with a six year old, you're kind of like, you're just uh, talking with yourself. Yeah. Nobody's you're responding. Like, do you even want to have this conversation? Verbal or, or nonverbal, nobody's talking nobody's or talking. listening to you. 100%. So I'm kind of just talking to myself when I'm talking. But if I'm not talking at her, she just does this repetitive mom thing. And then I say, what is it, Lask? And then she says, hi. <laughs> or she says, no. And then I'm like, okay. Like, like you just, you approached me to be confrontational. She's okay. playing a game for so, sure. So whenever it's almost, but it's also almost like that, like, remember that commercial, like, do you hear me now? Yes. Good. good. Do you hear me now? Good. It almost replicates She's bringing that. that joke back. She's bringing that back in a, in a timeless, like, reborn way. I love that. she wasn't around for that. So no. she... So, but now when I don't hear her saying mom, you're like, what is she eating? She's eating something. And is it food? Is it food? Is it old pizza crust? Is it old? Is it, you know, is it edible? Was it ever edible? Uh, like we were saying, how many times have you Googled? What happens if my baby <laughs> eats slime? <laughs> yeah. And today it was literally the Nutri-Grain bar. Wrapper or? <laughs> well, she had, she had funneled it up in a way like it was a goger. Yeah. And yeah. then it popped out. Super primal. Super primal. And it was just all over her face. And 
And I'm telling you that I was around the corner. Like, <laughs> this is this is an open floor plan. Yeah. I was around the corner. I come around the corner. She just has, like, she turns around. And it, it just made me giggle because it just, she truly looked, like, so primal. Like, she yeah. just looked like a, a naked baby out in the forest it's eating berries. And she was truly a Donnie. And then she goes, no, mama. Oh my God. Her and Lukey are just the same. Over like, her shoulder. And like, and then I was just like, wow, your immediate response is I'm going to take that away from yeah. you because it's disgusting, whatever it's you're doing. It's gross. And she's just like scooping it off the floor. And yeah, she's yeah. just like, no, oh. mama. And I was like. The way they eat things off the floor with the confidence of a middle-aged white man doing anything <laughs> is really impressive. And she honestly, she's got me pegged because when she says no, I'm like, she says it in such a way that I'm like, You're like I'm not going there. You're right. I'm yeah. not going there. You win. You you win, win this round, Lasky. And every round after this, probably. Yeah, probably. The, I don't have it in my bones. Speaking of not having it in your bones, I was my sister, she has a commute, my younger sister, so a lot of the time if she knows I'm home, she'll call me to chat because she's one of the people that I allow to call me on the phone. And she called me the other day. And I was like feeling super down and sometimes I won't answer my phone, but I'm like, whatever, I'll answer it. It's court. And I answered the phone and I was like, honestly, I'm not stable enough for you to give me bullshit right now. So you can talk nice to me or not. And she was just like, you know what? I'm not even stable enough to give you bullshit today. And I was like, perfect. We can talk now. And I feel like it just plays into this theme that her and I are just... I've made this joke before, and Luke thinks it's kind of funny, but kind of annoying. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Nobody knows what I'm thinking except for my sister. And it's just, it's bizarre. But I just think that there is this weird sisterly connection. And I think your girls will attest to it one day that happens where, like, you are just become to this place where you are so on the same wavelength that it's actually terrifying, you know, and it has come to that place. And I saw this thing on TikTok the other day, speaking of siblings, and I thought you could also relate to this. And it said older sisters have the weirdest senses of humor because they've had to do anything to make their younger sisters, younger siblings laugh. And yeah. I was like, literally, yeah. Pan to Lennon. Oh, my Pan goodness. Pan to Nora. Pan to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My my younger brother at Thanksgiving said something that he probably wouldn't even admit that he said. But we were talking about, like, we were talking about, like, influencers and that sort of thing. And, yes. You know, like, the we were just talking logistics and we were waiting on the beanies and how, you know, podcasts propel and all of that. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Your podcast is like big, right? Like you've got followers and <laughs> listeners, and I was like, honestly, you just said that, and I'm fucking famous in my own and mind. You're like, honestly, that's the nicest thing you've ever said like, to me. You saying that as my little sibling, like, yeah, there's nobody. It's all I needed. There is no, you know, circ. I've wanted to be a circus monkey to you my whole life. Yeah. Like, so thank you. Your validation is what I've been searching for. You and it jerks. is true. We've made them laugh. We we, have. we make them cry. Then we have to make them laugh again. So, so it is. It is an art. Younger siblings, this is for you. (laughs) We're doing this all just to get a laugh out of you. And now we're raising siblings. So would you call yourself like the personality hire of your family? Yeah. Uh, Me too. Yeah. Like I'll say that. 
Oh, yeah. On record. And then I always say, too, that, like, I'm the HR department of my family. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah, for they, sure. none of them can get it right. And, like, none of them... I force them to think in a way that's like they don't want to sometimes that they don't want to. Yeah. And they also push me to like let go of like a lot of things that I hold on to. So it is a good balance. But yeah. I'm asked I'm absolutely the court jester. Yeah, a hundred percent. Me as well. And I feel like the court jester is the position that I applied for within my family and the HR department is one that was bestowed upon me, you know, yeah. in the small business that is the family, but not that I asked for. <laughs> not that I asked for. Um, so there's something that I have been experiencing, but I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast. So like a month ago, I was really sick. I thought I had COVID. COVID tests were like, you don't have COVID. And I was okay. And then all of a sudden, all of the food started tasting like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. And it was the weirdest shit. And Which I had is like a, just a symptom now of, of different things. Of different things. <laughs> and it was mark. to the point where like it was like tomato sauce, ketchup, flour tortillas, pickles, buffalo sauce. Like it was just like the most out of pocket shit. Italian dressing. And everything tasted like Italian dressing. I mean it tasted like alcohol, rubbing Imagine alcohol. Imagine if everything tasted like Italian dressing. That I could live with. I wouldn't even be mad. But I was like so upset because I was like, what the fuck? Like you're taking my condiments, you're taking my dressings. And I was like, what is even the point in life? You know, yeah. what is even the point? When that became like a trademark symptom of, of COVID, COVID that's I was when I got so scared. annoyed. I was. <laughs> that's when I got scared. That was it. Was that quaking. was it for me. That was a tipping point. No, and I was just like, I'm like, you, you've taken everything else, you know, like my taste, Art, my taste, my taste. You can't even sit me? home and, and eat my sadness away. So when I was in the midst of this, Lucas was making buffalo wings for himself, which like I don't eat chicken, but I love the smell of buffalo wings. I am a human. So usually he would be mixing that up and I would be like drooling and like wishing that I could eat that in a way. And as he was mixing this up, it smelled like he had a bowl of like isopropyl alcohol. They're just mixing it in the kitchen. I had to leave the room, but I have to come here and say, I have been cured. Ooh. Things no longer taste like rubbing alcohol. By what? what I don't you, know. What did you brew up? I did absolutely nothing but oh. wait for the time to pass. And every time I would try it and I would taste it a little, I was like, ooh, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And eventually it went away. I so do. I feel safe I'm talking so about it now. I'm so glad that you have your taste back. But Thank you. I do think that that is like a running like bit now. And especially, I mean, I work in the medical field. So I work with a lot of people that have had COVID a lot of times. Yeah. And that and long COVID scares me. Yeah. And a lot of people like it's always a, a like bit that like obviously I work in a setting where there's a lot of smells. Yeah, I bet. So when people can't smell the smell, we're like, oh, do you just You not, don't want to. You just don't smell anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a large percentage of people I work with that are just like, I don't taste anything yeah. anymore. And I'm You're like, like, this place is ruined like, There's me. just so many people suffering in silence yes. with like out taste buds in an olfactory. Yeah. Like, it was just super weird. I don't know. I felt very weird about it. Like I was just mad at food for doing this to me. Like, how dare you? Yeah, and Come how me. like how dare a respiratory virus attack your taste buds? How in such dare a you? Way? I don't know. know I just your thought turf. I thought it was a really low blow, honestly. Um, so I wanted to add a few moody mixes. Okay, okay. We'll so let you. back in the day, and I'm talking like 
probably early high school. I was really big into an artist, a singer called Justin Nozuka. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but I'm he not. had he had this oh, one sorry. song. Oh my god, it's late, guys. It's he not had, late. He has this <laughs> one song. Don't worry about me. It was called After Tonight, okay? And it was like his big song, but I became fully into this man to the point where like I was too young to go unattended to a concert, so like me and my best friend and my little sister, like my mom took us to see him in concert and we went and saw him like in Boston, but like with my mom standing a few feet behind us. So <laughs> I wanted to add a song from him that was from like that time period and it's called Golden Train and seriously one of the most beautiful songs in the world. My whole family is obsessed with it and I am, it never gets old, but recently... So I don't know if you're a fan of Russ, but Luke and I are. And um, I just discovered that he has a song with Russ and it's called Fraud. And it is okay. like it's such a bop because it has like that pump up that like rap music gives you. But then it also has like these beautiful vocals, which I love when songs kind of do that and have that like mix of vocals and like, you know, punchy words and stuff. So I wanted to add that to the playlist. Okay. Um. I've also been a little bit like in my Billie Eilish bullshit this week. So I'm going to throw on. That's fair. You know, I'm feeling December, so I'm feeling a little angsty. I'm going to throw on Therefore I Am. And also I want to throw on Happier Than Ever because the buildup in Happier Than Ever, if I am in the car alone, is something that is absolutely feral. You know, when it cranks up, I crank up. And then the last song I wanted to add, um, this was on my top songs for my Spotify wrapped, but it is a song that I know is on there because Nora and I listened to it. And the way that we sing this song together, it's like an affirmation in a song. This song I think is underrated, even though it was a hit. I feel like the words of Scars to Your Beautiful by Alessia Cara. Oh, that is a good one. Is like such a great song. Like if you just read those words, it's just like the most like uplifting song that you could listen that is literally like the scars to your beautiful. Yeah. And just talking about like owning yourself and loving yourself. And it came on the other day when Nora and I were crafting in the kitchen and we sang it together in the most passionate of sing-alongs. And I was like, it's got to go in the moody mix. I love that. So those are my additions for the week. I only have one addition this week. Throw and it's it because my six-year-old and I have only been listening to one song and we've been rocking the hell out to it. What and is that? I don't think it's on the moody mix yet. I hope it's not. I probably should have checked. Um, <laughs> zombie. Ooh. By the Cranberries. Oh, my God. I don't know if it is, but Nora as well is a zombies girl. So I don't know when she first heard it and, like, really attached to it. I think it might have been while we were in Nashville. And she was just like, do you know that song that's like, mm, <laughs> You're like, we, we know. She's like, and they say zombies. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So now every time we are in, like, a playing music like kind of scenario the in the house. Oh my god! She's like Alexa, and the you Alexa, know the song. <laughs> yeah, she's like play zombies, I and love she that. loves that song. So we have been listening. It actually was our morning 
um, Car Ride to School song, which okay. has mostly been Barbie, but yeah. only pushed out by the cranberries. Only pushed out by the cranberries. And honestly, that's so, fair. And honestly, it is like that grungy 90s vibe that yes. everybody's serving up these days. Absolutely. So. That is the holiday spirit after all. <laughs> the grungy 90s. The grungy 90s. Um, I want to say one more thing about crafting. So... <laughs> Because, you know, like, it is the season of gift giving. And part of gift giving, there is a genre of gift giving that is crafting for those, like, DIY girlies. And Michael's coupons know how to prey on that. The week. Every week. The amount of text messages I get, it's like, here's 99% off of yarn. Are you sure you don't want to try crocheting again? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to try crocheting again, but for 99% off... I might. Should I? Yeah, and then... (laughs) I might. And you're like, for an additional 20, I will. Yeah, and for an additional 40, because once I walk in that door, I'm not leaving without spending 30 to $40. So are you encouraging the listeners to craft their gifts? To, I don't know what to I'm indulge saying. in new in, in new hobbies and give those gifts. Yes. If we're on that bandwagon, I'd also like to normalize re-gifting shit that your children have barely played with to yes. other children that Absolutely. would enjoy it. Um, we started doing that a couple years ago. Yes. That like, and I'll say to my to my child, like, what what gift do you really like? What would you like to give to somebody? Like, yeah. do you think that there's anything that like you don't really have a usage anymore, but like somebody else might love it? And because she's your given kids away like toys are always cooler to your kids' friends. Absolutely, and like it's your like kids don't want to part with their things in the same way that we don't want to. But if they feel like some fulfillment from it and know that like an item can pass through, you can recycle an item to multiple people. Yes. Multiple people can experience it. And it's better than you just hoarding it in your attic. Absolutely. Just to say you have stuff. No, yeah. So I feel like that concept of gift giving has been so lost because of, you know, commercializing the yes. holiday. Um, they want you to buy new things. They it's must be in Jeff's the boxes. Fault. It's all Jeff's fault. Santa would never. <laughs> Santa would never. Um, so I just feel like normalizing that as well. So when you're not getting your 90% off of your crochet kit, maybe just look around and say, this doesn't really bring me joy anymore. Yeah. Or I don't have space for this, but I know this person would love Absolutely. it. And I even do that. Um, I love to like look around my house and uh, use reuse a bag. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I didn't want to use a gift bag because I'm so... You're so. Should I put it in a? Should I put it in a handkerchief? Honestly, as the Grinch would say, in the wise words of the Grinch, one man's (laughs) one man's trash is another man's potpourri. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, happy holidays! Happy holidays, everybody! Thanks for listening to Stay Rooted with your instant mom friends, Stephanie and Lauren. We're hosting the mom support group you'd never attend IRL. Let's DIY our way through parenting and grow together in this wild, wild world. And remember, we're rooting for you. I forgot to say one thing. Officially, I would like to add a glittered chicken 
to <laughs> a, a glitter, <clears throat> a chicken. To your flash tattoo to my, to my funeral flash Oh my tattoos. goodness, how did I know where you, you were knew, going with that? You knew, like, you know what, you see it, right? You've opened up a second session date after yes, your I'm funeral. Adding a, I'm adding, um, the after party will be held at the VFW and they will give. Um, it's a container of glitter or a chicken or, or a container no, of like, glitter. No, it's like, you know, those little sparkly emoji around the chicken. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a sparkly chicken. Because that if not if that's not my legacy, then what is? Glittery chicken. Glittery chicken. So I just wanted to have that on record because I feel as though this podcast is also my living will. So I just wanted to put that on here. Um, they will have to re-listen to me. 